we have come a long way when it comes to how we talk about our relationship with food. And God knows we still have a long way to go. But recently, I was thinking about the old adage that we should chew our food 20 to 30 times per bite as a way to slow down and enjoy our food. Was it Weight Watchers that said that? I can't remember, but what a bunch of beep that was. That there was enjoyment in liquefying our food to such a gross saliva-rich spittle. And sorry, that's a really gross visual. But fortunately, there's a better way to bring mindfulness and joy to our food. And a much, much better way that we will talk about on this week's episode of Health Bite. And oh, we're going to do a mindful eating practice. So make sure to grab yourself some grapes or berries or something else bite-sized that we can use. Welcome back to Health Bite, the podcast for small, actionable bites towards healthy living. I believe your relationship with food is a window into your relationship with yourself. In this podcast, we will explore how to redefine this relationship so you can not only achieve your weight loss goals, but greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And in the end, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udine, and I'm excited to share with you this week's bite. So there are so many facets to a mindful eating practice, particularly when we focus on the joy of eating, food as nourishment, what the experience of mealtime actually means to us in terms of connection with ourselves and our needs, namely responding to our hunger, or connection with family, community, tradition, in which food is such an integral part, connection to the earth and where the food came from. Really important and meaningful aspects of food at mealtime that are completely lost on us in our narrow present day, present culture view of food as just an agent of wheat. Seriously, think about that. How our total obsession with our weight and diet and dieting and making food synonymous with the number on the scale has completely removed the joy of eating and the value of food as something that nourishes us, nourishes us wholeheartedly, mind, body, and soul. And you want to know the really S-H-I-T-T-Y part of this whole thing? The irony that the very thing that we do with food in service of our weight Not only does it not help us manage our food or control our weight, but in fact, it contributes to our desire to soothe with food. Doesn't that suck? I mean, really, the irony of it all is not lost on me. So today, on today's podcast, we want to intentionally change our approach to food in a way that is truly nourishing, mind and body. And we're going to start with a mindful eating practice. So take this moment to put me on pause 
And if you haven't done so already, go grab yourself some grapes or berries or some other bite-sized food that we can use in this practice and come back when you're ready. Okay? Okay, ready? Let's go. So before you grab your food item, I want you to pause. And I want you to notice the rush you may feel. Just notice and try and temper that impulse to rush into the food. It's there for our eating. It's there for our enjoyment. Slow yourself down. Now I want you to pick up the food item. Can you just take a moment now to use your other senses? Take a moment to look at it. Notice the color, the texture. How does it feel in your fingers or in your hand? Now slowly bring the food item to your mouth. How does it smell? Can you savor that smell? And what about the anticipation? What does that do to your anticipation of eating this food item? Perhaps you notice that you're starting to salivate and that you're actually looking forward, excited about what you're about to consume. Okay, now bite into it slowly. And I want you to truly taste. This does not mean chew the food item a million times, but it does require you to slow down and chew. Resist that impulse to swallow right away. Allow the food to fully fill your mouth, coming into contact with all parts of your mouth. Remember that we have taste receptors all over the front, the tip, the back, and the side of our tongue, all the way back to taste receptors in the backs of our throats. Even our intestines have taste receptors, if you can imagine that. So really try and allow the food to come into contact with all these receptors in your mouth as a way to really engage and taste. Taste with your whole mouth. Now, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and swallow your bite. And as you do, Try and stay with it. Can you feel it going down? Can you imagine the taste receptors that it comes into contact with? Can you imagine how the food will be broken down and distributed throughout your body as nutrients, vitamins, minerals, perhaps antioxidants or phytonutrients, depending on what you're eating? And energy, can you be grateful for that function of that food and acknowledge that food truly nourishes you? Now take out another piece of your food item. This time, before you start, I want you to spend a moment considering where this food came from. How many hands did it cross? Was it picked, washed? packaged, trucked, 
prepared by someone other than you? Can you imagine all the people it took to bring this food into your hand and mouth? Can you imagine the lands that it crossed, the miles that it may have traveled? And how does that make you feel about the food? Notice if it brings about a greater sense of appreciation for what you're eating, for the sanctity of food, and for mealtime as a whole. And if this idea resonates with you, then perhaps just close your eyes for a minute and make an intention to acknowledge this aspect of food next time you sit to a meal or every time you sit to a meal. Now go ahead and place that food item in your mouth. Now that you've done this already once before, can you start to dial into that mouth feel of the food? Once again, make an attempt to spread the food around your palate. You may notice that often we're one-sided in how we chew, lumping all the food to the same side of the mouth. So use your tongue to distribute the food equally to both sides of your mouth. Sense and savor those foods there. Now, slowly take it in and swallow. Shall we do it one last time? This time I'm not going to talk, but I'm just gonna allow you to engage in this practice on your own. Notice what you want to notice, focus on what you want to focus on, okay? Grab your food item and take a bite. Okay, you should be pretty much done with that bite by now. And I wanna offer you some other pointers. So here are some other pointers on a mindful eating practice. I want you to think about them and make a mental note of the ones that seem feasible, the ones that seem interesting, and the ones that you may want to implement in your own meal time at home. The first is to begin with a prayer or a gratitude practice. Now I'm always careful when I say the word prayer and I was when I brought this topic up in my book, Hungry for More, I think we talked about it in terms of ritual. But prayer doesn't have to have a religious connotation. It can just be a gratitude practice. It can just be a mindfulness practice. What are we doing when we are praying over a meal? First and foremost, we're creating pause. By starting with a prayer, we are creating and implementing pause at the beginning of mealtime, giving us an opportunity to notice all the things that we may have not otherwise noticed. How are we sitting to the meal? Who is sitting with us? How did the food get there? Did somebody prepare the meal for us? 
Perhaps we offer an app gratitude to the person who made the meal or a mental note to the people whom were involved in bringing that meal to you. Prayer can just be pause and mindfulness. The next is sit to a meal. How often do we eat? Running, driving, moving, walking. I want you to make a point that any time an item goes into your mouth, you are seated. If it's not important enough for you to sit, then it's not important enough for you to eat. Make the time important. Make the time sacred. Make the food valued and honored by acknowledging mealtime as this separate time and space and sit down to the meal. I've said this before on this podcast, but there was a study, and many like it, that looks at people's calorie intake. In fact, they asked people to self-report their food intake, and then they had some person run after them and actually document their true food intake and showed that in some cases, people underreported their food intake by up to 2,000 calories per day. Now, is the issue that they're lying to the research people? I don't think so. I think this is a matter of mindfulness. How often do we grab a handful of nuts or candy or M&Ms from the office, from somebody else's desk, without even acknowledging what we're doing? How often have we sat down in front of the TV and grabbed a bag of X, Y, or Z and mindlessly popped that chip or popcorn into our mouth, not really acknowledging being mindful of what we are doing and eating. It doesn't even register, right? Much less give us joy or enjoyment. So make a point of sitting to the meal. And the second part to that, which I already addressed somewhat, is remove the distractions. Eating while we're watching TV, eating while we're in front of the computer and getting work done, eating while we're scrolling on the phone. You're not dialed in when you're distracted. So how can you savor? How can you enjoy? How can you be mindful of your hunger and your fullness when you're distracted by something else? So again, give mealtime the sanctity it deserves by removing all distractions. Number four. Savor, savor, and savor your food. I hope that mindful eating practice just now gave you an opportunity to dial in to the taste, the mouthfeel, the enjoyment of the food, being chewed, being swallowed, going down into your body. Savor and appreciate what you are eating. Number five, acknowledge that food can mean a lot of things, family, community, tradition. And so take advantage of that. Take advantage of using food or enjoying food in this context 
but also acknowledge that while food is so much a part of these traditions and our ways of being, connecting, and communing, that food is just one piece, not the whole thing, right? And so when we talk about, and when my patients often ask me, how am I supposed to manage Thanksgiving dinner? How am I supposed to handle Easter brunch? What am I supposed to do about Christmas dinner? We should partake. We should enjoy. We should participate. But we should also acknowledge that the food is one piece and we don't have to only be eating or fixated on the food to enjoy the entire experience. In fact, if we can be mindful, then we can be attentive to the other aspects of the experience as well and make food not such a centerpiece of the activity. Number six, kind of like number one, where I said begin with a prayer or a gratitude practice. Number six is have a closing ceremony. And yes, this could mean a prayer too. Uh, Some of our religious traditions do have a prayer at the end of the meal. This again can be a form of gratitude, but it can also be a form of um, boundaries, right? So we began the meal in a certain way. We acknowledge the end of the meal in a certain way with our own little closing ceremony. Maybe that is a, a gratitude. Maybe that is a prayer. Maybe that is an act of putting your plate away or putting your hands a certain way on your lap mindfully, thinking about how mealtime has now come to an end. And then once you're full, be done. Don't pick after you eat. Don't eat while you're clearing the table. Don't eat your children's scraps and leftovers. You are not a trash compactor. I know that food brings up a lot of things, including how we were taught when we were children, finish your plate. It also brings up deep wounds and traumas. Maybe you are a child of survivors of the Holocaust or an immigrant family or the depression where food was not abundant. And so wasting food is sacrilege. I get it. But guess what? Eating other people's leftovers and scraps is also a form of waste. Hi, friends. It's Dr. Adrian, and I'm dropping into your podcast to offer a love letter to you. I believe that our hunger represents our unmet emotional and spiritual needs. And by leaning in and listening to our hunger, we have an opportunity to hear our needs and to respond. I know this not only from personal experience, but from listening to the stories of hundreds, if not thousands of patients over the past almost 20 years. I have compiled these stories, including my own, into Hungry for More, Stories and Science to Inspire Weight Loss from the Inside Out. This book is not just about weight loss, but about life and contains lessons that I know to be life-changing. If you don't believe me, head over to my website at dradrianudim.com where you can obtain a free sample 
or to amazon.com and check out the reviews for yourself. You are wasting the impact of that food on your own body. You are not a receptacle, so don't act like one. Last but not least, acknowledge your hunger. This means and may mean following the 80% rule, which is that you may want to stop your meal when you're not 100% full, but when you're 80% full. Remember that it takes time for our gut to communicate with our brain, for our gut to relay to our brain information that, hey, woohoo, we got food down here and we're good. That process takes time. And so if you eat to 100%, you may find that 10, 15, 20 minutes later, you're 110% or 150% full, that you feel just too full. But then if you stop at about 80%, you've given your body the opportunity to sit with that food a little bit and relay that information back to the brain. So see how it feels. See how it feels to go to 80% and what that means for you 10, 15, 20 minutes later. You may find that you are full full a little bit after you actually conclude or complete your meal. So that's it for our mindfulness eating podcast. I'm wondering how this all landed. If you learned something new, if perhaps you heard something that you want to employ or incorporate or try on your own? If so, I recommend taking a minute. Take a minute, perhaps when this podcast is over, to sit with eyes closed, to take a few cleansing deep breaths in and out, to just let the information settle. You may also want to pull out a journal and write a little bit maybe a few bullet points of what it felt like to experience mindful eating in that way. Maybe you want to take some notes on what you enjoyed, what came up for you, what you want to work on or work with. This can be a really powerful and far-reaching practice. While we are engaging with mindfulness around food, you may find that once you do this practice on a regular basis, that that awareness and intention trickles out into other aspects of your day-to-day life. And really, that is where the magic happens. So I am wishing you a delicious next meal and a wonderful week. And I... I'm looking forward to seeing you here again next week on Health Bite. If you love this podcast, if you feel like it was something that is worthwhile, please do me two favors. Number one, consider sharing it with someone that you love. Number two, we really need your input. I would love if you would head back over to the app where you listen to this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, roll down or scroll down to the very bottom of the show and hit review. Give us a five-star review and please take the time to tell us why you love Health Bite. 
I would be so grateful to you. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for your time and commitment to this work. I'll see you again next week on Health Bite.